ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome in. It's the Thursday, April 14th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls, of course, at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Text line is also open. New number. Take note of that. 304-396-TALK. That is 304 304- 396-8255 to be a part of the program with our text line. How you guys doing out there today? Glad you could be a part of the show. We have got baseball coming up here in the next few minutes. Next hour, we'll have the Pirates taking on the Washington Nationals. Pirates win yesterday. They split the home opening series with the Cubs, so I'll take that any day. Get a split. If you can't win the series, at least get a split, right? If it's an even series, get the split. So the Pirates get the victory yesterday. Now they're getting set to face off against the Washington Nationals. We'll have that for you tonight. 610 is going to be our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And to help us with a preview of tonight's matchup, here's play-by-play announcer Joe Block. Whatever one can be done in time. The Pirates, after splitting the first two games of the homestand against the Cubs, will now entertain the Washington Nationals on Thursday night for a four-game series. J.T. Brubaker gets the ball for the Bucks. He'll be opposed by Nationals rookie righty Yoan Adon. And we'll have it for you 6-10 for Pirates pregame. 6-35 first pitch for the Pirates and the Nationals right here on your home for Pirates baseball. All right, thanks, Joe. Looking forward to that matchup. That's again, again coming up tonight here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. So yesterday, of course, I don't want to call it the big story, but it was the story everyone was talking about on social media. The Thundering Herd's athletic department putting out the tweet, putting out the social media post. Hey, here's what our new turfs might look like. What do you think? You like the one with the Kelly green end zone? You like the one with the gray end zone? Do you like the one with the black end zone? I don't know. I think there's a split right now. Maybe it's between the Kelly Green end zone and the black end zone. And yesterday I was on the I was on the call with Coach Huff. He actually asked me which one I liked. I had to clarify to him. I said, look, I like the Kelly Green one. He's like, there's Kelly Green everywhere. No, Coach, the end zone. I like the Kelly Green end zone. And uh, we had a good laugh about that. But he's already voted. You want to know which one? Which field? I mean, I'm taking the Kelly Green. Ryan Sirk, our producer this afternoon, yesterday, because he's under the age of 30, picking the black end zones. Coach Huff, what color turf does he want? Whatever one can be done in time enough for us to start a summer program on June 1. So if it's a pink field, green field, white field, whatever one can be done soon enough for us to start our program this summer, um, obviously, you know, we, we're, we're inside for a reason, but, you know, there are some things that, you know, I mean, the, we play the game outside, so us to be able to get outside this summer would be huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I did see that. Um, I voted anonymously because I don't want to taint the polls. You know, it's kind of like, do you ask the president who he voted for? You know, yeah, kind of can't really do that, right? But he does get the right to vote, correct? I mean, I mean he's, he's part of it. Uh, but but I think I think it's a great opportunity to see um, not only where um, 
Christian's vision is um, and what our, you know, whole, you know, everybody was talking about transformational leadership between him and, and, and Brad. And I think this is a really good example of just some of the things that they are, you know, pushing forward. And obviously, you know, um, Jeff O'Malley had a lot to do with this kind of stuff, you know, kind of getting started before these guys get here. But I think it's just kind of where our momentum is going right now. Um, and we, we got to continue to take steps. And I, I know I say it, you guys laugh at it, but we got to continue to take steps to close the gap um, because, you know, it is a gap, right? App's got new turf, you know, they got really good turf, you know, that was one of the places we looked at when we were kind of going through ideas of, you know, just, just, you know, looking at other places. So we've got to do some things. I think we're going in the right direction. I think our leadership is doing a really good job of managing, um, you know, how, how do we balance, you know, what needs to be done, what has to be done and what's going to be done. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pleased with it, but yeah, whatever one gets us ready to go June one, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with. That was a very thoughtful answer from coach Huff. He voted for gray. Come on. He voted for the gray. He just didn't want to say. I like the Kelly Green. Ryan, you like the black turf. He's talking at the end zone here. He he voted for the gray. I'm just and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Coach Huff voted for the gray. I mean, after what you were saying about the gray last time out, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't want to tell you that. Right, because if you pick the gray, you're dead to me. You're just dead to me. I don't even want to. Don't even bring back the gray helmets. Remember, you you don't, Ryan. But the gray helmet. No, don't. No, I I don't want to see that. Get that out of here. I'm good with green helmets. I'm good with white helmets. I'd like to actually. I'd like to see green helmets, but that's another story. What about black helmets? You know the players like them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. I mean the players like them. It's fine. I, I want to make them happy. I like the green. I want to see like I want to see a Kelly green helmet. I don't want to see those ugly, that ugly green that Marshall had for a while. I want to see a Kelly green helmet here. But that's Coach Huff. We'll hear more from him a little bit later on. We'll update on what's happening with the Thundering Herd. You know, Marshall today released um, its um, GPA. How many student athletes were? On the honor roll, this is a Conference USA honor roll count. Marshall had 296 student athletes with a cumulative GPA of 3.0 or better. Total rank was third in the league behind Rice Led with 323 and UAB with 303. 323 for Rice, 303 for UAB. So Marshall is right up there as far as the student portion of student athletes. And lo and behold, on the list. And by the way, I I, I don't know if it's because this if this internship is an easy A for you, Ryan. I don't know. But Ryan Sirk was on the list for the commissioner's honor roll. So either this this course that you're taking, this internship, is not hard enough, and you're getting an easy A here. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to reevaluate here. So, Ryan, uh, congratulations. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. The easy A that you're getting here. Uh, no, actually, that's that's pretty cool, man. All, all kidding aside, yeah, that's uh, 
that's always good to see. 296 students, and you're one of them. So yeah, that means you're smart. I appreciate that, Paul. Those are the kindest words I think you've ever said to me, so I do appreciate that. But I don't think the internship is too easy. I think it's just the right amount of difficult for me. Okay, just the right amount. Gotcha. No, all, kid, all kidding aside, I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal there. I mean, you can – sure, you won a national championship during your time at Marshall, but were you here just to win a national championship or were you here to get an education? So 296 – third in the league. Hopefully Marshall can continue those numbers and you know once Marshall enters the Sun Belt can be really competitive with the rest of the teams, the schools. And this is all student athletes. This is just soccer or football. This is all of the student athletes at Marshall University, 296 making the honor roll. That is third in the league behind Rice at 323 and UAB with 303. And by the way, Speaking of players that do it well in the classroom, Marshall University tennis senior Liz Stefanik named to the 21-22 Conference USA Women's Tennis All-Academic Team. Played in all 22 spring duels this season. In doubles, she was ranked as high as number 67 with her partner. 16-6 and record as a duo. And um, she is a two-time ITA scholar-athlete, a two-time ITA all-academic team, three-time Conference USA academic medal recipient, and has been on the CUSA Commissioner's Honor Roll four times. And uh, she's majoring in biochemistry and has a 3.96 GPA. How many times, Ryan, were you on the Commissioner's Honor Roll? How many times? Too, too many to count. No, too I many to count. Know. That's a too many to count. I actually, I have no. You idea. You don't know. I know of one. I know of one. So, uh, congratulations. You know, uh, your uh, internship ends what, next week. Final week. And next Thursday is my final day here at Kindred Communications. Oh no, I, I don't know what I'm going to do without you. Oh, I'm going to have to struggle on here, but uh, there will not be cake. I'm sorry, as uh, you've come to. Yeah, the budget. Sorry, it's a budget thing. It's, it's sorry, it's it's a budget. Well, yeah, we'll think about it. We'll work on cupcake or something here, maybe. You do owe me a snack, I think. But. No, 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 no. That, that's that's incorrect. I can't afford you, man. Name, image, and likeness. I can't afford you anymore. You have to uh, contact me through influencer. Right. I have to use your your app. I have to use your app to to do that and to. I don't know contract with you now after the internship is over so after thursday you know we will not have contact anymore because you'll want a dollar amount next to it ryan Serky, uh you gonna be leaving us on thursday so uh we'll miss you we'll miss you around here i can't say i can't say we'll miss all the interns that we've ever had around here we'll miss you though the, we'll miss you i appreciate that and i i'll miss huntington i'll miss you paul i'll, I'll miss it here we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to hear from Coach Huff, get a little update on what happened in practice, how the herd's looking right now. Is the herd closing the gap? We're going to talk about that when we continue. Later on, uh, we've got some comments. I was on the uh, Sunbelt Zoom earlier today. Uh, we've got a, a lot of stuff to go over the next week or so from uh, all the coaches. This was all the coaches that are in the Sunbelt right now for football. The new members, including Coach Huff, can't come on this call. 
couldn't come on this call until until they're official. So they weren't allowed. These are the Sun Belt coaches that are in the league now. So we got a chance to talk to uh, several coaches. Uh, we got some quick comments from uh, Sean Clark I'm going to share with you today. App State's coach, Clay Helton, Georgia Southern's coach. A couple of things uh, there, and uh, we'll hear from Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill as well. But when we continue, Coach Huff, what does the herd look like after practice yesterday? He'll tell us about it when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Our text line is open for you. Brand new number, by the way. Write it down if you haven't already. It's 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-8255. We'll open up the text for you here in just a moment. Had a chance to catch up with Coach Huff yesterday. Uh, we talked turf, if you heard that earlier. Team Kelly Green over here. I think he I think he voted gray because he said he went on and, and voted. I think he voted gray. Don't let him tell you otherwise until he can prove it. He he picked the gray. Uh, I I hear the the black is getting a lot of attention also. I mean the black does pop. The black pops. I like the Kelly green. I think that pops as well. I want to see maybe two tone on the on the field. I want to see that. There's some things I'd like to see. Of course, ultimately, you know we all get at least a say in it. That's that's pretty cool. How much of our feedback is going to uh, make its way into the final design i'm not sure but uh, more color in the sunbelt logo that's going to be cool but you know that wasn't the only thing we were talking to coach Huff about you know we we're talking about of course what's happening with his team and we're pretty much getting to the home stretch now and when i talked to coach yesterday i asked him you know where the team was at right now and he basically indicated that at this point now he knows who can do what we're at the point now where we know who can do what. Um, we're at the point now where, you know, the, the, the water has kind of settled a little bit. You know, we know who can do what. We know what everybody on the team can do. Um, we're at the point now to where we got to make sure we build off of what they can do, right? So you got step one is figuring out what, who can do what. Step two is filling out, you know, what can they do. Now that we know what they can do, we got to go back and make sure that we're putting things in this spring that we want to get some extra reps at that we may carry over in the season. Um, Our numbers are down just because we lost so many seniors. So it makes it difficult to kind of do some of the multiple things we want to do. Um, But some of the base stuff that we want to do out of a different formation or out of a different package on defense, we've been able to do, which has been good. So that's the whole point here. Figure out what you got. Figure out what player can do what and build from that. Now, Coach also talked a little bit about the D-line. That's going to be something that I'm sure we're all going to be interested in, how far they're progressing, what they're going to be capable of. And Coach went into some pretty good detail about that D-line. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think the new guys have, have come in and, and um, have been able to kind of, one, uh, fit in our culture, you know, with, with new guys coming in, transfer portal or you know, high school guys, whatever it is, you always want to make sure you're putting the right guys in your culture. I think they fit into our culture well. Um, and I think they've also brought some uh, variants to our D-line, right? We got some guys, um, you know, like Isaac Gibson, he's a little bit bigger, stronger guy. So he's, you know, he's more of an inside guy. He can play a couple of different spots inside. He's extremely athletic, got really good body and balance control. Um, athletic and agility so he can do some things you know at the three and the nose and the shade and move around a little bit which creates some um, you know some some variance inside um, you know watch is another guy who's come in who's extremely explosive and really quick twitch um, he can kind of play inside outside you know obviously you know we, we've talked about our cornerstone guys with Kobe and and Porter and they're to the point now where different packages we can move them around just because they understand the defense a little bit more you know Taquez Legs is another guy who um, is probably down I'm, I'm going to say close to 15 or 20 pounds from where he was last year so he's moving a lot faster a lot stronger um, you got to remember he was really a true freshman last year you know I mean he was you know he played one year at at the other place and he came here, you know, so with the COVID year, he, he was really young, um, you know, and then <clears throat> I was getting Emmanuel Bush back, you know, we, we lost him early in the season last year, getting him back, you know, he, he's got some unbelievable, you know, quickness and burst and first step, extremely powerful, you know, he's got good leverage because of, you know, his size, he's got really long arms and get off blocks. Um, you know, Emmanuel Balagon has done a really good job. He's a guy that's, you know, been a developmental guy for us who's starting to show those flashes and then we can see what he can do. Um, so, you know, it makes it difficult because even when the two D line comes in, it's really like one A, you know, and then our two O line comes in and we're talking about younger guys. Um, you know, so it, it looks a little, you know, hairy, you know, from a coaching perspective. But when you really go back and break it down, I mean, if our if Meeks, you know, at, at the second team center um, is going against Watts, who played in the you know Big Ten, you know, and he's holding his own and winning some, losing some, and that's pretty good for his development as well uh, moving forward. So that's Coach Huff talking about the D line and some of the specifics there. And one question I had for him, he was talking about quarterbacks a lot, and I was kind of curious, you know, where the quarterbacks are at, how far they're progressing. Now, I was kind of curious, you know, was Cam maybe starting to move ahead of the rest of the quarterbacks that are in camp? And he said that Cam might be slightly ahead, but pretty much, I think he kind of used the golf analogy. I'll let you hear what he was having to say about that. Well, you know, I think Cam is, is just ahead from a little bit from a comfortability standpoint, right? He, he's able to do some of the things that you want a quarterback to do. Um, it, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because... Um, the young guy, so Chase Harrison, it's kind of like golf. I mean, they're like amateur golfers, man. I mean, Chase Harrison had a couple of days where he made some huge strides. Um, and then, you know, an, another period or, or 10 plays later, he goes back, you know, so it's like he birdie birdies, double bogey, double bogey. Um, you know, and then Peter comes in and he par, par, birdie, 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 tri double, triple, triple, triple. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of a back and forth, uh, which is good because you can kind of see their confidence building when they do something well. And before long, you know, either you know another look from the defense or, you know, something happens and, and all of a sudden now they're kind of back to freshman mode. So I've been pleased with their progress. Obviously, from a head coach perspective, you love them both to look like Joe Montana right now. Right. And, you know, and, and doing everything right. But they've shown us enough that we can build upon. Um, and I think Cam has has made some solid strides in his consistency. Um, you know, we've we've minimized kind of what we do with him just because obviously he's left-handed. 
You know, so there's some things that we can do um, with him rolling out that direction. Um, you know, there are certain plays that he feels comfortable reading. Um, so we've been able to, to formation some of those plays differently so that he can still have some, um, you know, some confidence. So moving forward, I think, you know, obviously Cam is probably, you know, a step ahead. Um, there, there's a, I mean, there is a back nine battle going on right now between Harrison, Zamore, and Cade. Um, you know, I mean, Cade was the leader at the turn by a long shot. And I mean, he hit one, two, three in the woods and now they're battling. But it's good to see, right? Um, it's good to see those young guys that, that are showing some progress. Um, I'm not putting a lot of pressure on them as far as, hey, look, you got to do this. You got to complete this. You know, when they make a mistake, the first thing I ask them is, what did you see? Um, you know, because at least if they're looking at the right things or they think they see something, um, you, you know that they're at least trying to process it in their mind. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, we, we still got a long way to go. Don't, don't, you know, don't write home that, oh, we've got two, you know, Joe Montana freshmen by any means. But this, them being here now is a huge step for their, for their growth and maturity. That's Coach Huff breaking it down for us. We'll hear more from him next week as well. Got the spring game coming up real soon. Are you excited for that? Let me know. Text line is open now. New number, 304-396-8255, 304-396-8255. And the phone line is open as well, brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We're going to hear from Commissioner Keith Gill. Get his comments. Uh, a couple of teams uh, being added to the Sun Belt. You might be familiar with them. Marshall's one of them. We'll talk to him later on. A couple of comments from uh, a couple of these Sunbelt East coaches that were in attendance today. Your phone calls and text as well. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to our Thursday edition. Paul Swan, your host. That's me. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I've got the text line open for you now. You can join us. It's toll-free. That's right. We don't charge you. Look, you've got unlimited talk and text anyway. You can text the program anytime you want to. 304-396-8255. That's the new text line. 304-396-TALK. And our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claws, 877 877- 420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So uh, I've been all over the place today. You know, got a chance to talk to Coach Huff yesterday. Got a chance to find out some things about the team. Today I was on the Sun Belt call. We got a lot of good stuff. We're going to go over it. I have not enough time today to, to go over it all, but there's some good stuff here as uh, we start learning about the Sun Belt teams I mean, one team we know about is Appalachian State, and another team we know about is Georgia Southern. We kind of know about Troy and a few other schools. So we're going to be learning about those programs here in the next week or so, just kind of get an idea of what Marshall can expect and learn more about the upcoming opponents on the schedule. And, of course, Marshall getting to come into the conference because Conference USA and the schools that were leaving for the Sun Belt, Marshall, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, coming to an agreement. So Marshall gets to compete in the Sunbelt Conference. And one question that was asked of Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill earlier today was about that. Uh, the question really was asking about what needed to happen to really to be confident that the new teams would be ready to play and ready to go in the fall. 
really was about the schools and um, and, and and Conference USA working it out. You know, um, we really didn't play a role in that. We weren't encouraging them to move early or any of that. It really was working that out with Conference USA. So we really were on the sidelines um, as that process worked through. And it was about them coming to an agreement um, on a resolution to create an opportunity for them to join in the fall of 22. We're excited that they were able to do that. Um, we're pleased to kind of go ahead and get started um, with adding these new members. And, um, and, and certainly think the fall uh, will be really exciting from a football standpoint and really all sports um, with our new kind of 14 team configuration. Sunbelt Sun had nothing, nothing to do with this. It wasn't one of those, well, hey, if you guys can do this, it's like the three schools that leaving Conference USA decided, got together and thought, hey, we can get out of this. We want out early. And, of course, I don't know if JMU would have been able to stay put and not leave its situation early. If JMU would have been able to stay put, I, I don't think this happens as quickly. But with JMU getting out of its situation, I think Marshall, Southern Miss, Old Dominion saw an opportunity. Let's just get out of here now. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Leave Conference USA. You know, don't, don't drag it out. And I think Marshall gave the league plenty of time. And of course, you know, the settlement, it, it was taken care of. Marshall's out now. Marshall doesn't have to worry about after here like a few uh, a couple months. You're out of the uh, you're out of the league. Hopefully, you can have some of those teams on the schedule in the future. But I don't know how that's going to work. Some more are leaving for the American and uh, the new look Conference USA, whatever that's going to ultimately be. I think the Sun Belt and the American, for the most part, will be the two conferences set up the most to jockey for position. And I like the East Division. It looks pretty good. So the transition's been going on for now for a while now. I, I've seen you know some of the uh, social media posts that the, there was a transition team in to kind of start working with the herd. If you didn't see it on the social media accounts, uh, there were some members of the Sun Belt, uh, the back end, the, uh, the people who – make the conference work from the, the administrative side of things and logistics. You know, we're in meeting with Marshall officials. And, of course, you know, that means the transition is well underway. I, when I had a chance to ask my question of the commissioner earlier, I wanted to know how the transition was going with those new members. And uh, here's, here's his response to that. Yeah, I think the pre- transition process has been going well. You know, we're kind of – in the midst of developing um, or finalizing our schedules. Um, so, which obviously is a big, important part of that transition. Um, you know, we're having orientation visits um, to each of the campuses, just so we can get to know them and they can get to know us. Um, and certainly we're having regular calls um, and beginning to integrate them into our meeting and governance process. So I feel like it's going smoothly, um, you know, or at least about as smooth as those things can go. Obviously integrations are always a little bit clunky, but. Um, you know, the four members have been, or four new members have been great. Our 10 current members have been um, outstanding um, with the leadership of the ADs and the CEOs. And so I, I think it's going about as smoothly as can be expected. And um, we look forward to, um, yeah, just having a really great fall and, and getting off to a really good start. So everything's kind of working its way here. 
and you gotta remember this isn't just football. There's basketball schedule. We know what soccer looks like. There's, of course, women's soccer. There's volleyball. There's tennis. All of that stuff's got to get put together here with existing schedules and trying to make things work. The fact that the Sun Belt was able to put out a football schedule so quickly after Marshall was uh, able to basically say, we're free. Here it is. We're, we're not going to be in the Conference USA and then the Sun Belt coming out with its schedule. You just don't hit randomize on the, on the computer and say, hey, randomize us a schedule here. You know, you got to put some work into that. So it sounds like the transition's going well. And, of course, yeah, there are a lot of things in the back end. You know, there are probably standards, ways you got to do things here, you know, try to make sure that all the athletic departments – sort of conform to whatever the Conference USA standard was now in the Sun Belt Conference is. So, and the same thing with the league. You know, when you're in Conference USA, there's a certain standard. I just think the standard in the Sun Belt is probably going to be better and uh, it's going to be more beneficial for Marshall. I think you're going into a better situation. Honestly, and this isn't trying to... Sh- be salty, but I just don't think that the Conference USA back end is as good as it once was. I don't think the administrative side of that league is as good as it once was. And this is a little inside baseball here, but when Russ Anderson passed away, they lost a lot of capabilities because he was he. I thought he was going to be the guy that turned the lights out on that on that conference. And when he passed away, he was one of the guys uh, keeping it together with glue tape. Silly string, whatever, anything that's stuck. So I'm not confident in Conference USA's administrative abilities. Some belt I am. And that's not trying to be salty or drop shade on Conference USA. I just think that Sun Belt's a better run organization. It feels like a better run organization. It feels like the membership, you know, are more in unison, more in sync. I feel like it's a it's a league that even though you don't have the designation of football only power five, that it's a it's a better run, more professional league, my take, for what it's worth. We're going to hear from a couple of the coaches uh, that I uh, had a chance to catch up with uh, in this uh, presser earlier today. We'll do that. We'll get your phone calls and texts in as well. You can join the program by calling 877-420-TALK. That's 877 877- 420-8255. Our text line is open this hour at 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's our final segment of this edition of The Drive, Thursday, April 14th edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Our producer this hour, Ryan Cirk, the honor roll recipient. Do you get a plaque for that? We get these little, uh, what do they call them, little certificates that say you are on the honor roll. Just a certificate. That's it. I I've lost my other ones. I got. Lost your other one. Should have got it framed. 
I mean, is it printable? I mean, did they send you like a PDF? Like, here, you print this yourself? I mean, does the league, you know, I mean, this is, I'm talking about the league here, not from Marshall, the league. Does the league send you something? Conference USA sends it to our coaches, and it was just in my my locker after practice. Okay. Like, oh, this is cool. So does maybe coach print that? Maybe it's something that the coach prints. Should Potentially. Ask. I mean, I wouldn't not... put it past this league to just send a PDF and like, here you go, coach. Print that on your color printer. Give that to uh, Mr. Cirque. The only thing that I want printed and that will be hung up is my diploma. There you go. They do a nice job on those. Yeah, that's a, that's a little different though. They don't just they don't print that out over the Xerox here. They uh, they they send that out. That's a little nicer deal. So, the uh, honor roll recipient here, Ryan Sirk, uh, had a chance to catch up with some of the uh, coaches and and the Sun Belt as. Uh, you know, we're learning them a little bit more. I'm hoping that they're learning a little bit about me. Great opportunity here to uh, to be a part of a new league here. Basically, it feels like it's a new league reborn, but you know, some good stuff we're going to share with you over the next uh, few weeks from these coaches. And a couple of things I wanted to pull for you today was um, a couple of questions I had for both Sean Clark, App State head coach, and Georgia Southern's coach, Clay Helton. You know, first up, Sean Clark, we know Sean. We know Sean. We're familiar with him. Yeah, we know his background. We know a little bit about him. We know some things about him. And I was curious about him overall, how he feels about the new members and and just the way this East Division shake him out. And he's pretty excited here. Yeah, I think the transition process has been going well. You know, we're kind of uh, very excited. Uh- a hat goes off to our commissioner and, and all the athletic directors that came through and made this happen and a quick turnaround. But, you know, for us in our program, it's uh, the Eastern Division will be one of the premier group of five conferences in the country, especially on our side. It's, it's tough. And, you know, we're bringing Marshall back into our conference. It was an old uh, rivalry game uh, in the Southern Conference. And uh, James Madison, they're, they're there now. It's, I think that people will be surprised at how good they are by watching them on tape. They're going to contend right away. And Old Dominion is a fantastic program also. But more importantly for our fans, they can travel to all those games. I think it's with a four-hour radius from Boone, North Carolina, to all three stadiums. And it's great for college football. Uh, we'll have sold-out uh, stadiums, and our fans can travel. So I'm very excited about that. That's Sean Clark. He's excited about it. What about Georgia Southern coach Clay Helton? Talk about the new membership. A couple of us actually asked this question. I was trying to sneak in, maybe get him to talk about the fact that, and I don't know how much he could really speak to this, but some of the, the fans are in the know, could tell you a little bit more about it. I mean, Marshall, Georgia Southern, it's a Southern Conference battle back in the day. And it's just good to have this back. Here's, um, here's Clay Helton talking about this thing. Yeah, it's it's one of the reasons I was so intrigued and so excited about the job. I, you know, you were seeing other conferences across the country breaking up and splitting up, and here's a Sun Belt, which uh, I think is going to be the premier, you know, Group of Five conference when everything's said and done. I can't, uh, I can't commend uh, Commissioner Gill and our presidents enough for the strength 
uh, that they have shown, um, whether it was through COVID, whether it was through realignment of conferences, while other conferences were breaking apart, we're actually capturing really quality schools and Marshall is one of those uh, that, that uh, as you said, comes to mind. So it's an exciting time for the conference. Uh, you look at the, the quality of players in this conference, you look at the quality of coaches, uh, the, com the competitive level of the teams, you know, in, in recent, you know, in recent memory, you have teams like Louisiana Lafayette, Coastal Carolina, uh, App State, and you look at Georgia Southern, you, you have really strong teams uh, within this conference that have been at a top 25 level, you know, so um, it, it's something that it's exciting to have the opportunity to join this conference as a head coach, uh, and you can see how bright the future is, uh, and because of its leadership from whether it's the commissioners, uh, commissioner or the president, and uh, so uh, I see this conference growing stronger by the day. So he's optimistic. He's excited. I just want to know, are you hyped up for Hurd and Georgia Southern? Big old Southern Conference battle. I'm hyped. I'm excited for that. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm enjoying the Sun Belt already more than Conference USA. And I'm not talking about when we first were invited. It's like, oh, yeah, I get to get to see Cincinnati. Had Memphis in this league. Oh, that's going to be great. And then all those teams like left. Got the heck out of there. Now you have teams that are wanting to get into the Sun Belt here. And teams are not like really trying to find a way out. They're not trying to figure out how do we get out of the Sun Belt. They like it in the Sun Belt. So that says a lot. So we're going to have more from uh, several coaches in the Sun Belt. We'll have that for you coming up tomorrow on our Friday edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And of course, I'm going to get you used to the new text line. Of course, if you haven't programmed your phone just yet, I need you to do so now because we're switching over. We get a new number. Hopefully, it's going to be more uh, readily available for you. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the new text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So uh, we'll get everyone starting to use that number, and you know, we'll have that definitely for uh, the fall as well. So that'll be an easier number for you to remember as we're getting – feels like uh, we're already uh, – hurtling towards the first game feels like april has already gone by so quickly so it's almost done we got some a uh, couple other things to tell you about real quick before we call it a a day softball continues to do softball things six nothing victorious today that's a team that could possibly win the Conference USA Championship. So Sydney Nestor earns her 50th career win. And Marshall now has 50, count them, 50 that went deep. 50 bombs. Dropping them on teams. So Sydney Nestor, you get you get someone that can hurl the ball, you could go far. And, and Nestor might take them to a Conference USA Championship. Wouldn't that be something? Softball rolling out of Conference USA as the champs, that would be something there. Just a roll out of, of Conference USA with the champs, of course. Going into softball and the Sun Belt means a target's put on your back if you're the Conference USA champ. 
And of course, you know, Chris Grassy wants to roll into the uh, Sunbelt Soccer League with the whatever the trophy's going to look like for the uh, the Spring League. Hopefully it's gargantuan, it's ugly. I want this like gargantuan ugly trophy. Like, we won that. If you're going to win a trophy, make sure it's the it's the most yeah, epic ugly thing you possibly can win. I mean, it's either going to be like really nice and desk size or just big. Something that takes two or three players to hoist up. And that's going to do it for this edition. For our producer, Ryan Sirk. I don't see you until Tuesday. And then Wednesday. And then Thursday. And then I'm putting you on a plane to get you out of here. And finding me a job, hopefully. Yeah, i got to find you a job. Can't have mine. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of fond of the people I work with. Kind of. It, it's day to day. It's give and take some days. Fifty fifty. It's actually a good. It's a good work environment. Kind of. How's that for nondescript? It's gonna do it for this edition. No. Um, good to have Ryan for another week. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN. at AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.